0: This is comic picks by the Glick.
1: Hey and I'm your host Jason Glick. yeah, and with, with me this week, we've actually got a special guest, well, like special to me anyways, like we got my buddy, I'm um, Rob Tomlinson. Hi. Hey Rob, I'm yeah. Rob. Yeah like um, i asked Rob to contribute to this week because like he is basically responsible for getting me over the hump on one one particular series, and that would be um irredeemable by Mark, by Mark Wade.
2: Yeah. I'm glad to help with that. <laughs>
1: yeah because yeah, years ago it's like well not not years ago, maybe about a year or two back um it's like i was it's like um rob, like robin like rob is now and his current wife marisa got me um like volumes in three four and five of of irredeemable and after after i read that i i was essentially like on the boat like like, like in the tank for this series like i was gonna go ahead and follow it um like to the end.
2: It's actually funny because uh, uh, that actually got me into it as well. The fact that we got you that, and I think then you told me about it. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe I, I read a little uh, uh, synopsis online. That's what made made me interested in it. Was you know the fact that we were getting you uh, that those books.
1: Uh, so, it's, so it's guilt by guilt, guilt or fame by association, then. Yeah, pretty much. Okay, yeah, because because yeah, I haven't I haven't discussed Rob. Like my thoughts about the, about this series, but let me just say that like all like whatever I think about this series and its sister series, um, in, incorruptible, um, like I said, that's that's all on its on on its writer on Mark Mark Wade. Now yeah yeah now, bef- now before we get started and talk about the series proper, I think it's best to start talking about like the series with its afterward because like you know the first volume of the, of the Irredeemable that like, contains that afterward by Grant Morrison.
2: Yeah yeah I just read that today actually
1: yeah. reread it. Yeah, because like in there is like um, Morrison talks about how about how like you know like like he talks about this Wired article that he read about how basically like you know some of these pe- people get like you know pigeonholed so like as far as what no no not Wired it's like a New Scientist article but yeah it was yeah, New Scientist yeah how basically like you know, once you've um, been categorized as one thing like, you're never gonna shake that for the rest of your life and um, Morrison talks about how you know like as whatever he does he's gonna be like purvey- regarded as the um, as like the like purveyor of like um, like new uh, about, um new science new science new age um, um mystical gibber Java which um <laughs> you know hey it's like that's not a bad thing I mean we love him for it so absolutely but, yeah but um with Wade though Wade's been kind of like pigeonholed over the years it's kind of like you know like the purveyor of the uh of the virtues of the silver age it's like he's but it's like you know whenever you want to like like get that whole like um G whiz like you know superheroes are awesome or it's like you know just like think about like the gold like, like how how great! How family friendly and entertaining this stuff this stuff can be. Like you know, Wade's the go to guy for that. I mean, he's got he got a, like a, leg, a definitive run on the Flash, uh, like well regarded runs on Cap, Captain America, and his um, signature work on Kingdom Kingdom Come with with Alex Ross. You know, to back this up. I mean, the guy's done lots of great stuff over the years, but you know, he is you know kind of regarded as like you know like this this guy like this purveyor of like you know the best virtues of co- one of comics is. Um, like most definitive ages,
2: yeah. You know, it's interesting that uh, Kingdom Come didn't shake him of that because I mean, it was such a big deal, and you know, it was kind of you know deconstructionist. In fact, you know, it looked at what you know, like the '90s style heroes and how they differed from from the classic ones that we remember.
1: Yeah, it's like really, yeah, and generally, like a very um very dark work work as well. But at the same time, though, it's still like you know kind of all. It ultimately did kind of like reaffirm. Yes. Yes, yeah, like you know, like the like, like the traditional version of superheroes. Now, on one hand, it's like you know, considering the sales state that the industry is in right now, it could be argued that you know, hey, maybe we need some of that at this point. But at the same time, you know, like like this is how Wade has been perceived over the years, and then, bam, a couple of years back when he started working for on um, Boom Comics, he put out the, he he put out the first issue of Irredeemable, which is basically which the short version is. Like this iirding is what happens when Superman finally loses it. When he realizes like, you know, okay, this is like I've like I have I, I, I I've had enough of the I've had enough of this. I've screwed up once and now it's like, you know, it's like I'm just like like all of you guys, you like the whole world and everyone else, you can all just go to hell. I'm just gonna do whatever the hell I want from now on.
2: Right, basically because he this this version of, of Superman like character doesn't have the the emotional uh, you know, stability and uh, maturity to be able to handle some criticism. Exactly. Yeah, it's like I mean, it's, it's
1: like the way like this character, the Plutonian. It's like he's basically like this wor- this world's um, like super Superman avatar. And he's and he's like basically kind of regardless, kind of the best of them. Like, it's like this world, this world has other superheroes. You've got like the man, like the intelligence Qubit, who can like who can like just build just about. Just about anything by, by thinking about it. Um Scylla and Tribit who are like um super, super powered twins. Um Kaiden who can summon ghosts um like from su- can summon ghosts by talking about their tales. Um, Gilgamesh, a uh ages old warrior. It's Gilgamos. Gilgamos. Oh, okay. Yeah, Gilgamos, it's
2: Okay. Yeah. And I, I was calling him Gilgamesh this morning too. Yes. Was,
1: yeah, that, that that's the first thing you go to for that for that guy. Yeah. <laughs> but, I'm sure it was an homage. Yes. And yeah, it's like, and um, he's and so like the Plutonian's like car- car guys, like the best of the, these characters, and the, the, we're introduced to him, but he's killing off basically kind of like the uh, their Batman analog, the Hornet, this um, regular guy who's basically decided to invest his personal fortune into becoming the world's first world's first and best superhero, and like uh, he just and not just like he not just he doesn't just kill the guy, he kills his wife and one of his daughters and um just like basically, and torment's his, da- his surviving daughter as he just like go like proceeds going this rampage letting everyone know that you know hey there's new like there's a new world order and it's like and uh, hey it's, it involves um you guys just just kiss, kissing up to me and right and from the start i mean it's like it's it's a great it's a great introduction to to the series. I mean, it's like it's, I mean, like it establishes that there's there's this kind of like like fun sick thrill you get from just seeing like hey you know this is what happens when Superman snaps because I mean you've got this whole meta angle to it because like because really it's like I man the Poochonian is meant to represent Superman there's no around that
2: yeah especially after
1: you know the end <laughs> oh don't get me started on the end but <laughs> I'm getting ahead of oh, myself there okay I'll wait until later <laughs> okay but um with but i mean it's like uh, the, but the thing is with with, with irredeemables that um wade has clearly thought through um some of these stuff some of the stuff pretty 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 well you know just you know what 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 does he what does he do when he when, when things that gets you know he gets you know what what like the, he he um attacks on the weird sexual undertones um with um some of the uh with with some of the female supporting cast. you know that that um like Plutonian obviously has has this um heart. Hard on for, as well as like you know, just like his the Lois Lane analog, who basically says like, once once he reveals his secret identity to her, first thing she does is just like you know, hey, you know the guy, Dan Hardigan, he's really the Plutonian, and he's just and he just flips out saying like, no, why did you do that? Now I'm not gonna be able to predict any of you from my from my from my rogues gallery, including um his the Lex Luthor analog, Mudeus,
2: who is yes, you know, I, I'd say he's more of a brainiac analog. Really, I would. Well, from incorruptible, you have that other guy. What was that guy? The Saint Luther, Lucifer? I'd say yes. he was the Lex Luther analog. And that's just a personal opinion.
1: Okay, yeah, okay. I I, I get what you mean right there, but I guess the, you know, like when we're dealing with Superman, since we're dealing with like the Superman analog right here, I mean, you, you don't whip out like you know the. With all due respect, Rob, you, you can't really rip out the, the brainiac a- analog for this. Okay, I
2: see what you're saying. I, I I just I I rethought it, and and the deal is is that Modius is obsessed with with uh, Plutonian in a parallel manner to how Lex Luthor is obsessed with Superman.
1: Yes, and and to Wade's credit, he get he does get into the, like the weird psychosexual aspect of their relationship,
2: which was really interesting. I've never seen that ever before with uh, can, you, can you think of another example where where the villain is actually in love with the hero uh
1: you know so that, that 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 is a good point right there i you know what i think i would have this is a really obscure one i have to go pull out like um a non-superhero work from chris claremont called the black dragon oh but, yeah i never read
2: that
1: yeah it's like but um as far as like mainstream superheroes goes no i can't i mean i can't really pull that out unless you want to like you know Getting like Frank Miller's psychosexual, like um, assertion that you know like the like, Batman versus Joker is just really a love story, which no, no, hmm, yeah. <laughs> no, but no, but it's like, but I mean, it's like it's but he also manages like set it up really well in the sense that yeah, like Modius is like this like complete psychopath that he you know he doesn't really like understand how to express like his emotions in any other, in any other way. So it actually so it actually makes a certain amount of sense that that he would be um, expressed like you know this. They say, like this: this weird love of the plutonium by trying to destroy him and making, making sure that like no one else can have him but him. Right. Yeah. But you know, see, the catch is, and I guess the prob- ultimate problem with Irredeemable is that while Wade has thought through certain aspects of you know what happens when Superman goes nuts, is that he hasn't really like um focused all this into like a coherent overall story. Um, right.
2: It does kind of feel like he had some some points that he wanted to make that were that were good, but that he didn't have an overall, like, plan for it.
1: Yeah, it's like, it's, I mean, it's, the series is 37 issues and one special, and it just kind of like, and it's, and there's, there's good stuff in here, No, make no mistake, but at the same time, like, Wade also feels he's kind of like writing this, you know, for the same, like, like the same way you would for like a normal superhero superhero story, and just like trying, we're trying to keep keep it going month after month, like with the cliffhanger endings and yep. the, like the shock the shocking revelations.
2: Yeah, I agree. I and I felt that way with the last two volumes. For some reason, I didn't have the same feeling when I was reading it when I did in the previous mm-hmm. volumes, mm-hmm. because I felt like uh, in some ways. Uh, it started to feel like he had missed a couple of things and and was trying to wrap it up. Like for example, there was there was one thing that I don't think was ever solved. And I'm going to ask you this, and maybe you know. Okay. Um, uh, you remember when uh, Survivor, who is the the remaining mem- member of the two superpowered twins after yeah. one of them is is incapacitated, uh, gets this villain who's a a, a telepath to read. Uh, people's minds. Oh, yes. When they're joining and then Cubit asks that mind reader guy whose name I can't remember starts with an Burroughs. M. I think. Burroughs starts with a B, never mind. <laughs> Burrows and nothing like an M. Anyway, he gets Burroughs to read a uh, survivor's mind uh, and and you know, discovers some horrible plan and and imparts it to Cubit and Cubit is like, "Oh no, this is a terrible thing." We never find out what that plan is, do we? No, we don't. Yeah, so I don't know what was going on there. And there was, another, there was one other point that made, made me feel like, you know, he had something planned out originally that he changed, which was that in, I think it was in the beginning of the fourth volume, there was a, a line that, set, that named three people that were going to basically save the world from... You know, oh,
1: yes. I, right? You're talking about, like, in the special... Uh, was that the special i'm sorry yeah, it, had I... three, it had three different artists that okay. okay okay yeah because i think because i mean i get the point yeah I, I, I know what you mean i, I get what you're saying right there but i get the feeling is that you know they were that those three people were actually meant to be the people who were focused featured in the special hornet okay um kaidan and max damage
2: right okay was he actually in the special though i thought max never showed up in the special oh no max
1: wasn't max was in the special I mean, like, uh, when he was the guy who was bum rushing the, uh, the 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 um the, the um, supervillain brothel.
2: Okay, right. Yeah, I remember that. But but the implication was there that he was gonna like you know save the world that those three were going to save the world and yet Max's only contribution to irredeemable were in his book. You know. Uh, yes. You know, getting Plutonian away from Colville, and then showing up with Cubit to talk to him and then ultimately doing nothing.
1: Yeah, yeah it's like it's it, it, it's it's kind of things like this that make you feel like that that well thought like th- certain things through like there was no over overall plan to it that he was just that that he was just kind of like pro throwing things to the point where like he when eventually like he got the word from editorially like okay yeah sales are have reached a certain point that we need you to kind of like, you know wrap things wrap things up right you know right now
2: yeah yeah I got that feeling too
1: yeah i mean there's there's certainly like lots of lots of good stuff. Um, like in in the series, I mean, like like I said, like Volume Five, the one that like basically got me got me over the hump, that like to, like to, like start buying the series on a regular basis was like when we find out um, when we get this like because Cubit, I mean, his his whole thing is that he's he's a smart guy. He's the one who finds a way around things so that they so that the heroes don't have to kill the bad guy. They they, right. they keep their keep their hands clean. But at the same time, though, you know, like Plutonian is evolved into such a menace at this point that, that you know, but when Cubit like. Finds a way to actually, like, you know, not kill him. They're saying, like, um, um, the survivor basically says, like, oh, "Why the hell did you do that? Why did you basically damn um people to um, to like to like living under his rule?" And he goes, Because well, we to. Because fi- we owe him this. Like, he has saved the world time and time again. Like, we owe him. Like, like this. Like, like, like we have this responsibility to try and bring him back from the brink." And I can under- And I can really get get behind that, that line of thinking that line of thinking right there but best part is like you know volume five also has this great great moment when um when uh M- M- modeus who has been revealed to have been um hiding in the mind of um, on the plutonians um sidekick yeah yeah we find out that well the plutonian is aware of this too and mm-hmm. it's just oh man it's like i i read i read the scene where where the plutonians basically like reveals this to him i just can't i just i just had this vision in my mind where that, that wade was just laughing to him laughing out loud as he was
2: writing this because it's just oh. oh yeah and and the look that he gives him i mean the, the, the artist did a great job with the look that, that he gives modius uh in that scene to, to to show him that he knew it just it i don't know it was oh, chilling yes. it was a great look
1: Yes, I mean it's like actually I've mentioned this on the blog before, but well, but the artist for this for, for the majority of the series, Peter Kraus, yes. he's there is a certain awkwardness to his to his, st- his style at the, be- at the beginning. He doesn't have really, like like he's not good with like the big widescreen majesty that this that the series like, kind of really like like deserves. Mm-hmm. But um, he's but like when he when, when he's on his game, he is he is fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. It's like when, like in volume five, there were some great moments in there that finally convinced me that, yes, the guy really knows what he's doing. And now he's doing another series with Mark Mark Wade online called I'm um, Insufferable. It's so, like, I would, I'd like to like see more of him because, like, he's, he got, he got a lot better during his time on Irredeemable. And, um, I like, am so, so like, I'm looking forward to seeing more of him from, more of his evolution from here. The, uh, like, the art itself, like, for the series is kind of like de- definitely not bad but more often than not it's just competent rather than spectacular.
2: Yeah, um, I, I felt that there were, you know, just specific moments that was really great on it and the rest of it was kind of, you know, good enough. Yeah, yeah, competent.
1: Exactly. But, you know, it's like overall it's like an irredeemable. It's got, it's got a lot of it's a lot of great moments. Um, do they all it's it's I guess I, had, I hate to brush out this old truism, but it's kind of like a series with, like the parts are are kind of less than the sum of the
2: whole. Yeah, yeah, I would say that. I think I think Wade had some really good ideas that he came up with, and and he planned some specific things out, but the overall thing wasn't planned out. Like, I mean, the it's obvious that that the later revelations about uh, about the twins. I don't know how, how into spoilers do you bother going for for the podcast.
1: Uh, I guess I prefer not to talk about the. I mean, we can mention that that twins are actually revealed to be triplets at some point, but okay. you know, it's like beyond that.
2: Yeah. So that 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 reveal, you know, uh, uh, because of the fact that that they they describe why you should have figured that out from the from the first place, it, it happened late enough that it looks like he did plan it out, you know, mm-hmm. because of the symbol on their costume. And so, you know, I, I I think that he planned a lot of things, but it got to a point where it seemed like he forgot. You know the fact that he planned certain things, and and that at some point he was just gonna. Well, l- let's just wrap it up. There are some things in *Incorruptible* that are like that too. There were a couple of developments in *Incorruptible* towards the end that I was like, w- "What was the point of that?" I mean, that was you know one thing happened way too quickly, and another thing happened for seemingly no reason. I don't know if you want to save that for later. Well, actually, I think this I think this is a good point to actually
1: transition into um, Irredeemable sister title, *Incorruptible*.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, because um, the thing is like, well, like, Irredeemable focuses on like a super, superhero gone bad Incorruptible focuses on, on the flip side, basically a supervillain gone good and this is like the guy we were talking about earlier Max Damage
2: yeah, the interesting thing about Max is that he doesn't have he doesn't really have an idea of what it means to be a good person, to be an altruistic person and so he just does the opposite of what he did as a villain
1: Exactly. I mean, and some and on some level, like, and sometimes, like, you know, that, that can be as simple as, you know, by, you know, just, like, beating up the bad guys. And, like, that can, that can work for him up to a, up to a certain point. But, um, as, but as things go on, you find out that, you know, like, hey, he, he's, that, you know, like, f- like, if you're going to, like, be a superhero long-term, you actually have to focus on, like, you know, what can we do to, like, actually inspire people. James. Right. Like, focus on, like, what can we do to make, to, like, focus on making the world a bit. World a better place and Max, you know Max doesn't really get get that a, get that a whole lot. I mean, on some of like, *Incorporeal* does suffer from some of the same problems as problems as *Irredeemable*, in the sense that you know like like Wade is clearly thought through like some like specific things, but um like the overall but the overall arc um is is actually makes is is actually um somewhat, is actually somewhat better mainly because well things with the ending for the ending for *Irredeemable* is one of those like bang your head against the wall um like Wade. why did you do this i mean like yes i can i can i can see where this was where you're going with it but at the same time you should you should have known a lot better than to even try something like this
2: right i i uh, boy how much can we talk about that Because i'd love to go into detail oh god it's like i (laughs) it's uh just let's
1: just say that let's just say that um wade brings the whole um Plutonian as um superman analog um thought thread full circle but he does it in like the most obvious um saccharine um um like way that it's like
2: yeah i would call it it's i I would use a few different adjectives to describe it and on the one hand i liked it in, in that it was kind of like you know an homage in some way to say you know i you know, I love this, this character, but in the, in, in the other way, it was arrogant. Yeah. There was, there was an arrogance and, and it was a little too what I uh, meta for me, you know, it's, uh-huh. it, it kind of broke the fourth wall a little. And this is something that I actually, this is one problem that I had with Mark Wade once before. I, I, I mentioned earlier that uh, before the podcast that, that I've read, you know, and I've only read a few different things that Mark Wade has done uh kingdom come which is obviously fantastic uh uh the 52 which i really enjoyed but you know i don't really know which is his and which is other people's stuff but the other the third thing is uh the rebooted top cow city of heroes comic and in that he did a meta thing that that really bugged me and i don't i don't know how much you know i don't know if you played city of heroes or not
1: yeah it's like I. I- I, just, I got a basic familiarity with it but so
2: so there's this you know it, it's a massively multiplayer game and in MMOs characters you know don't really die they you know they get resurrected or or whatever they do you know when when you die in a game like that you have to come back with the same character in City of Heroes they have a metaporter system so that if the the, the hero you know supposedly reaches near death it teleports them to a hospital and they get all fixed up well that's a real meta thing. That's something that you would never put into an actual comic universe. He actually used it in the comic as if it was a real (laughs) thing. And he goes, Oh, you know, this big bad villain disables the metaporter thing. And now people can die. And it's like, well, I mean, I guess I can see how you'd think that was interesting. But if you actually reference that in the comic and have it active, it makes all events kind of, you know, as far as threatening towards the heroes. Not threatening, so you can't really even talk about it not being there. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so I, I felt I had a similar feeling with this, with the way he ended Ir- Irredeemable. That that it was it was a little, it was meta. You know, he was talking about something that this. You know, he crossed into this thing that you shouldn't. You shouldn't directly say that.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's like it's yeah. It's like the the ending for the ending for Irredeemable. It's like it's just one of those. Yeah, it's like it's just. Uh, it's like you. It's like Wade has been around long enough that he should have known better than to, to, to try something like this. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, with with incorruptible though, incorruptible like probably has like the, um, even doesn't like have like quite like the same amount of like you know like great oh I gotta keep reading this moments that um, that irredeemable does it is probably the. the if nothing else, the more consistent work in terms of over, overall quality because you, you, yeah, yeah, because was um like Max Max damages arc has a pretty like you know has a pretty pretty well defined like um like like arc arc to it, and so so that by the end it's like you're kind of like you understand like you get a feeling that you know hey yes kind of like like he has changed and it's like that he is gonna like, you know try and be like you know that that he has kind of like I kind understood what it means what it means to be a hero and um. It's like it. It's like yeah. It's like it's. It's not not a great thing. But you know, funny thing is, like I was as I was rereading these, I kept thinking that you know that that both of these together probably would make an interesting TV series. Yeah, yeah. Cause with um, because I mean, but the thing is, that the focus would have to be on incorruptible, just yeah. because you know, like the the, the like the villain re- trying to redeem himself. Like is probably the more is like is the more substantial substantial arc. So you'd have to focus on max damage, obviously, with the plutonian, you know, just being kind of like a, a like like supporting supporting character. But but overall, Mick, i mean, like, um, incorruptible. It's like does like does um like does does go pretty well. And like you know, if you've already read, if you're reading Irredeemable, you kind of got to pick pick this pick. You, you kind of owe it to yourself to pick this one up as well. And even though it's like I will say that you know, even though like like the ending for um. Incorruptible is, you know, what, I think it's just fine for the most part, mm-hmm. except
2: for the bit with um his um teen- his underage teenage sidekick jailed. Oh yeah, well I I have I have two two complaints about things that are not specifically the ending but relate to the ending. Yes. Um, and I don't want to give away, you know, I don't want to do any spoilers or anything, but I felt like he turned. You know his character arc is as far as his redemption. You know he starts just saying, "I'm just going to do you know what's what's good," and I'm never going to lie, and I'm never going to do these things. And in some ways, those things limit him as being a good person. Mm -hmm. Actually, telling the truth all the time can be worse, you know, than you know picking and choosing. But anyway, so that's part of his arc. And he and he, but there's a point where he just suddenly turns and just says, "Well." I'm just going to do what's right, you know, when it's right. And I don't remember the exact wording, but it was something that it felt like they tried to show you that he really needed like help this, like, like a moral guide. Cause, cause actually, you know, Plutonian's ex-girlfriend uh, is around in, in the comic and, and he yeah, wants she, to use her. Yeah. She's actually a major supporting character in this, in. in yeah. Carp- yeah. And I felt like there was a point where it, it occurred to me that it, maybe at this point, Mark Wade decided I need to wrap this comic up because he just suddenly seemed to, to, to make the leap that was necessary in order to really be a good person. I felt that was, that was a little weird. And then what happens with um, Plutonian's ex-girlfriend, uh, Elena Patel, uh, there is a character development aspect to her that doesn't seem to serve any point at the end of the comic
1: uh, okay, I think I know. I know what you're talking about, and I guess it's to say that like, you know, eventually she decides to go and get superpowers herself. Am I right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. And, like- and
2: I don't know why. It doesn't seem to serve any any purpose. How, how can she just decide up and decide? Oh, I'm going to go do that. You know, that's it's not really something that usually happens in comics where there's a supporting character and they go, "Well, I'm going to go do," you know, it's like. Not exactly like you know, like Mary Jane suddenly goes. Well, I'm going to go get bit by a spider.
1: Okay, you, you know, it's like I I definitely see what you're seeing what you're seeing right there. But at the same time, I I can almost buy um her you know trying trying to do this just because like she she's surrounded by all she's been surrounded by all these superheroes. Like the world has gone completely to hell in a way that it, it just doesn't happen in Marvel or DC. And so she, I, I can at least make at least suspend disbelief that she just went. Okay, you know, if I'm, if I'm just going to have any hope of, like, reaching or, like, um like interacting with any of these, like, crazy people on a regular basis, then I'm actually going to go and need to get superpowers myself.
2: Right, okay. I, and I see that. I, it was just more of a generally, like, this doesn't happen in comics. And maybe that's why Wade did it, is because this generally doesn't happen in comics.
1: Yeah, I, th- I think, that like, I'm sure, like, Wade had, a, like, a lot of fun writing both of these series just because, you know, hey – I can do a lot of stuff that I don't that, that you just can't do with Marvel Marvel and DC.
2: Right, that's true. Um the thing just the thing about this this though is that it happens close enough to the end that it seems to have no impact on the actual comic. And that was weird.
1: That that is that is true right there.
2: So you know, if you're going to do something big like that, I, I would have expected it to have this big impact and it had no impact. And there's one other disappointment that I had. And overall, I, I love both of these comics and I'm sorry that I'm focusing more on the disappointments. <laughs> the other disappointment is that – um, and I actually I mentioned it earlier is, – is is the Max versus Plutonian thing seemed to be – not a big deal. It seemed to be very minor overall. It had a little more impact than incorruptible, but overall, just didn't seem to be. It felt like they were working up to that, and then it was kind of a throwaway thing.
1: Yeah, I know. I know what you mean. So I mean, the one that one um, bit where like they're like Max and Plutonia are duking it out in incorruptible. I mean, like, you know, like, you knew that they were gonna like, have to like we were gonna have them cross over at some point. But yeah, like, mean, I, and I can understand. I can see. And I like the fact that the, uh, that um, Wade basically gives, um, like, a Max the win for that, for that right there. But, you know, it's just one of those things where it's kind of like, yeah, it's like, you know, that, like, the win was basically given in a really arbitrary way because we don't find out, you know, just what Max says to the plutonium. Oh,
2: I forgot about that.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's like, I figured, like, you know, he would have, like, this should have been, like, revealed later on, but no, it's like, he just says, oh, and I'll tell you, I can tell you why else, why, why you're going to want to leave right here. Whisper, 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 whisper.
2: Yeah, and and I think that's another example of why I think that he I think he probably didn't expect to wrap it up as soon as he did.
1: Hmm. Yeah, it's like and and on, there's also the um the the actual anti crossover between the two series.
2: Oh, you mean the uh, the origin related? Yeah. Thing I, I liked that. That was that was kind of cool. I thought. I mean, that, that was.
1: Yeah, that w- it was interesting that, that we get like the, the actual origin for both of them. But at the same time, though, I mean, like, that, I understand the whole thing was kind of like build is kind of like you know the, the actual crossover between the two.
2: Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, and and it's not really, it's not that kind of a crossover. Yeah, yeah, the
1: uh, yeah, but but you know, it's like it's 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 still kind of like a minor thing. Make like, overall, it's like I mean, like I. I, mean, I certainly don't regret buying these, but at the same time, it's like it's like they 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 still still feel kind of like you know like you know it's like they're, they're not bad, but if you've got the, if you got the money, go ahead and pick them up. But at the same time, though, it's like it's going to cost you a pretty penny to pick them up as well.
2: Yeah, I feel you know I'm gonna say that I felt that the first like I want to say seven or eight issues, I think eight issues of incorruptible or I'm sorry, irredeemable were were good. And I was happy with them. Um, uh, nine and 10 uh, f- felt a little rushed. And uh, so you'd want it to finish. So it's worth, I think it's worth getting all of. Irredeemable. Wait, you're, you're in- talking, you you, say ish, you actually meant volumes, right? Volumes. I'm sorry. I'm okay. sorry. Volumes. Um, I think it's worth getting all of Irredeemable. I, I I thought it was. While I had disappointments with it, I thought that overall, you know, the first eight volumes made you know the disappointment of the last two uh, worth it.
1: Yeah, it's one of those things where if you if, once you get involved with invested in, the, in either of these series, you're going to want to you are going to want to finish finish them off.
2: Right, and I think that it has good enough moments that uh that as as long as you aren't expecting an epic you know ending um you can get some enjoyment out of the, out of those moments incorruptible uh like you said earlier felt more you know even and and I enjoyed all of it uh i don't you know i i kind of wish it had gone on a little longer
1: yeah but uh, it's like it's but I mean, like considering Let's just say it's, like considering that I, I mean I've been tracking the, I track the sales numbers for these series and like let's say it was impressive that for for a non Marvel DC superhero superhero series it was impressive it was actually um, impressive that these actually lasted as long as they did. Oh. Yeah, because like let's, no, say, let's, let's say the mar- market has not been kind to a non like non Marvel and DC, DC superhero stuff. So, but now like. Yeah. But now the, Wade is back these days. He's working for Marvel, doing a um, doing great, great stuff on Daredevil, and he's got um, the the Indestructible Hulk um, coming out soon with um, with Lineal Lin- U. But so you know, it's like hey, it's like it's nice that he's got he's got the stuff that you know like just shows you what he can do when he's not working for Marvel in DC. And you know, it's like I like to, it's good enough that I'd like to see him do more stuff like at some point in the future. You know. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So. Well, yeah, you know, I guess guess on that note, it's probably gonna just go and wrap things up. John, do you have okay. anything to add?
0: Yeah, I'm I'm interested in actually reading some of this now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, uh, I think you'd enjoy it. I think irredeemable though catches my I don't know, it's just it catches my interest a little bit more than incorruptible. Because I think Superman
1: going nuts is like always a good, oh, good yeah.
0: tagline. I I I'm 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 all about that kind of a thing. I it's one of the things that I enjoy I enjoy reading or watching or whatever. Um and I guess I'll just have to watch Incorruptible when it comes out as a movie. Just kidding. <laughs> 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 that, that'd be good. <laughs> because uh yeah, or or a mini series or television series, whatever you were thinking, Jason there, because I think I think that you're absolutely correct, uh, you know, in, in assessing like How stories are sold on television. That's probably an easier sell.
1: Yeah, it's like I will say though that like like the series is actually like both volume series are actually pretty expensive as far as things go because because like with the exception of the first volume of Irredeemable, which which sets you back about ten bucks for four issues, Mm -hmm. um, every volume. Every volume after that is going to set you back about seventeen bucks. Well, the
0: um, funny thing is, is I got Amazon dialed in right now on it, and they're saying that the 2nd uh, volume, vol—I don't see anything over. Okay, Incorruptible Volume Two is sixteen, but uh, Irredeemable Volumes Two through Four are eleven fifty-five right now. That's
2: worth it. Yeah, and that's <laughs>
1: that's that's why I keep going going through Amazon Amazon for this stuff mm-hmm. because the, yeah, because even though like this series, because like even though it's like 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 said so the. Uh, I've talked about before on the blog that you know, like, Mar- like Marvel's pricing for some of their stuff is just gone. It's just like it's starting to defy logic now. Um, <laughs> this, it's like this, this stuff. You know, it's like it's like once you get, like I said, once you, like the reason I had I had a hump to get over was because of the price. But once you get get to that, get past it, like I said, you won't have much of a problem like chilling chilling out for it. Well, there you go. And I don't work for Amazon. I'm just
0: you know, it's just one of the places where I like to you know shop.
1: Even Indeed, no, even even now, though, even though they're now charging us for sale for state sales tax. That's right. Even though they are, no problem there.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, um, we'll catch you next week on, or in a couple of weeks. Uh, do you yeah, any preview of what you're going to talk about? Sometimes you uh, just say nah,
1: but <laughs> I was curious. Yeah, this is this is one of those times. I, I, I'm <laughs> sure something I'm sure something something will pop up in like within the next two weeks, but not right now.
0: Okay. All right, and right. We'll catch you later. All
2: right. Okay, thanks for having me on.
0: No yeah, problem. It was a pleasure having you, Rob. All right, yep. See you later. Bye.